0: Don't miss out
1: on today's episode of perpetual traffic
0: is the golden age of YouTube dead. Like we're going to get to commoditized traffic.
2: It's heavily saturated. People are used to it. You got to convince me that the answer is no. Uh, Like why aren't we going to find YouTube as commoditized and, and heavily saturated as Facebook was pre iOS.
1: You're listening to perpetual traffic.
0: Was your Black Friday Cyber money not quite as great as you wanted it to be? Did you feel like you were leaving money on the table? You knew you could have made more sales, but you just didn't know where that money was lying on the table. Well, it's probably because you have some blind spots in your business. We here at Perpetual Traffic want to make 2024 your best year ever. And now is the time to plan for it and set yourself up for 2024. It is not after the first of the year, because by the time you actually start doing your planning after January 1st, you've already missed a month. So get that planning done now and do it on us. We are giving away 10 free audits which goes through all of your ad platforms, all the platforms that you're spending money on right now, or maybe the ones that you're maybe not spending money on, but we feel that there is a great opportunity for you to spend and scale and grow. We'll also look at everything after the click for your CRO, your conversion architecture, as we call it. We'll even analyze your email sequences. And most importantly, we'll look at your data, how you're actually capturing visitors information and how it's tracking all the way to your CRM or whatever your source of truth is. we do this through a comprehensive audit where we rate each section of your customer acquisition path, give you a rating, and then give some recommendations as to what you should do in order to have 2024 be the best year ever. Now, we're only going to offer this for 10 lucky businesses in the month of December. Okay, that's it. That's the only capacity that we have. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash audit. Fill out the form. And let's make 2024 the best year ever.
2: All right, y'all. Here's something to look forward to. Ad World is back May 2nd and 3rd. And the speaker lineup is epic. Ralph and I are going to be there, of course. But you get to hear from us all the time. Really, you want to take a look at some of the marketing legends that are on the website. Seth Godin, Ariana Huffington, Tatiana Holyfield, Scott Galloway, Tom Bill U. It's insane. It's a veritable who's who of everything online marketing. So, if you're thinking about getting a ticket, now's the time. And because I love you, I have a $700 discount that's not going to last long. Head over to adworldconference.com forward slash traffic. That's adworldconference.com forward slash traffic. And boom, that's a $700 discount on your ticket to Adworld. I'm really excited today because uh, I get to chat with a dude that's that's way far above my pay grade. And I only got him here, so you know, it was just sheer guilt. It was like, because we're in similar circles and I, I had to shame him. But this is the the world authority on YouTube. If you haven't seen his face, then you're under a, I think is is the foremost thought leader on not just YouTube, but also omnichannel channel remarketing. Really sharp cat, Alric Heck. Alric, thanks for being here, man.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me on here at Costum. I'm excited to dive in.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. So I saw you speak first at war room and you kind of, you kind of blew that room apart. Like you blew everybody's mind. And, uh, and I didn't like you to be honest with you. I didn't, I don't think anybody should be allowed to be like as smart as you are And you know, like it, it just pissed me off and maybe man, I'm, you know, a jealous, whatever type. So I was just like this guy, but, but you brought me around just cause you're, you're, just, you're just a good dude. I don't know, man, just like your whole business model blew me away. So I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to summarize what I remember. You started shooting YouTube videos when you were 12 years old.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What, you're I
2: teaching have, people about uh, technology, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Teaching people best mobile apps, how to use their iPhone. We had a complete beginner's guide series to the iPhone. You know, those videos always got, you know, millions of views teaching, you know, teaching people. I, I've literally, it's crazy to think about taught millions of people how to use their iPhone many for the first time. So it's, it's pretty cool. That's too funny.
2: Uh, and are you yeah. still doing that? Like, is that gone by the wayside? I know it's still on your LinkedIn. Do you still shoot those?
1: So, yeah, so I actually have a team that does it. So up until two years ago, it was still me shooting them, but I had a team kind of supporting it. But then I made that, you know, obviously shift to hire some talent to to do it. Actually, we had a couple different people come in. And so they're still, they're still going. The channel's got about half a million subscribers. It's App Find, and it's still, it's still producing content.
2: That's, so I'm going to link to that in the description of the video. And just out of curiosity, how hard is it to segue out as a subject matter expert? Like, did you notice a dip or what did they, are there tricks to doing that to where, you know, losing Alrick's face, I bet you, was, was probably difficult for people to contend with?
1: Yeah, it was definitely a little challenging. Now, the channel didn't have my face as much. It had more so my voice. And so the first person that I transitioned over to, I trained you know, perfectly to match my voice, which is, and he's actually, you know, Charlie, who's here, he's in our offices uh, now out here in Austin, Texas. And he's worked with me on several other, you know, managing AppBine and a couple other projects that we have too. And, and within that outreach, but basically it was saying, Hey, how can you be as close to me as possible? And what's really interesting is that was great. Some people didn't know the difference, which was kind of funny. And other, other people did. Now, when we transitioned away, because now Charlie's working with, with, with me on some of the other projects, the you know, main business, ad outreach, and uh, and some e-com stuff that we're doing as well. Now that Charlie's focused on that, uh, we had to transition to another person. And this person kind of had their own, uh, Andy, his own style had been producing some videos in the past. And so now uh, he is kind of the voice of AppBind. So it's actually really interesting. It's 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 gone through some iterations, and obviously there's some people that are like, oh, you know, we want we want Alric back, which makes me feel good. And it's like, hey, check out some of the other content I'm producing over here if you want to, you know, hear my voice. You know, if you, if you are you interested in YouTube and YouTube ads, but it's it's cool to keep it going because it provides so much value. It teaches people about you know their iPhone, the best apps. And it, you know, I've told people this before, but my YouTube channel, I mean, I started it when I was 12, it paid for college. It funded my, you know, ad outreach business. When I got into that for the different coaches, consultants, I hired to to kick that off. And then, you know, now it actually funds my entire lifestyle. So all of my living costs and living expenses are still paid for by that YouTube channel. And it's literally, you know, Tim Ferriss talks about how he would have named it the four hour work week, the one hour work week, but nobody would have believed him. It really is a one hour work week to manage app find. And it pays all of my living expenses, which is which is pretty incredible. And yeah, then obviously, you know, ad are. outreach is the, the main focus.
2: That's amazing. So when did you when did you switch over to ad outreach?
1: Yeah. So I started. I switched over to ad outreach back. Well, I started experimenting with YouTube ads about seven to eight years ago now for the YouTube channel. So I remember specifically, I had one particular mobile app. There was all these apps sponsoring the YouTube channel. We literally had hundreds. I signed hundreds of different app sponsorships, you know, people coming in, promote their apps, promote their, you know, tech products, things like that. And there was one social media networking app. We published the video on the YouTube channel. They, you know, get, you know, however many views, they get thousands and thousands of downloads. Like this is fantastic, one of the best conversion rates on a video, you know, views to downloads. Can you post the video again? We want double the results. And you and I both know oh, you can't just post the same video on the same channel the next day as an organic post and get double the results. But then I started thinking about it. I was running a little bit. So that wasn't the first YouTube ad, but it was the first YouTube ad for somebody else. right? So I was running a little bit of YouTube ads, testing some subscriber stuff, testing what does it look like to kind of promote some of my videos. And, and so I said, well, wait a second. What if I run this video as an ad and reach more people? And it took a little bit of convincing, but they gave a $500 budget for that. And in just one week, We literally, because we hooked it up within Google, we got over 11,000 users for their app. It blew their minds, blew, like it it was the best promotion that they had run and they had hired like a performance marketing company. So we we kept promoting that application. Then I get another call from that company that says, hey, we've got a big brand that's blitzing the market and we want you to be the, the guy that, that, that runs ads for their their integrated YouTube sponsorships. And so the second campaign I was running just, you know, a couple of months later, you know, was now a, like a few thousand dollar a day campaign. I was doing it for my college dorm room. And I, you know, the funny thing is, you know, you're onto something when they ask what your rates are. And I think of like a number that would just be like, to me at the time, like a ludicrous hourly rate. And they're like, sold, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and now obviously looking back, I'm like, wait, wait, way under, t- I mean, obviously, you know, that's what, what got me there. So not really, but like, you know, it's like, wow, it's like the value that I was providing was so, so, so massive but it was it was really great they they wanted me to drop out of college fly out to silicon valley like join their company they're like we will give you you know vesting equity we'll you know be a, be a part of this six figure salary i turned it down i said i want to build this myself i know i'm onto something i want to be the king of my own castle even if it starts out smaller i know it i know it can grow and i originally created app outreach so originally what is now today ad outreach was app outreach it was uh, YouTube ads for mobile apps, and drove millions of downloads for a variety of different apps. I tapped my existing network, I went and reached out to the different, you know, sponsors that i had had in the past, and, you know, work with a variety of different campaigns. Then I discovered the world of, you know, funnels of masterminds. And I, you know, hired my first like consultant, joined my first mastermind, you know, discovered this whole world. And still at the time, I was learning how to create a funnel and package to reach more people, my you know, YouTube ads for mobile apps you know, offer. Hmm. And I was doing that by running, and this, this program taught how to do a webinar funnel to a phone call and then to enroll people on a phone call. And they taught Facebook ads for that. I said, you know, I, I tested a little bit of their strategies, but then I just started running YouTube ads, YouTube ads to my webinar, to the phone call to get the sale. And it was just working way better. So all of a sudden, everybody starts asking, well, how are you doing that? You know, how are you doing YouTube ads to a phone call funnel? Like, we've never heard of that before, because this is like, you know, five years ago. And I say, well, I tried the, the I did the, some of the Facebook stuff that's recommended. I had run some Facebook ad campaigns too, and they, they work, but YouTube's working way better. It's like four times better. It's ridiculous. I got to so,
2: pause you now. Yeah. You got to give us the soundbite everybody's heard Alric say one thing, a hundred billion. Times. Oh
1: yes, exactly. YouTube ads beat Facebook ads every time.
2: That is awesome. <laughs> So I wanted to ask you about this. This is a phenomenal segue. My experience with YouTube, and this is probably just because you're better at it than I am. Hmm. My experience with YouTube is CPCs or CPMs or what, the cost of the traffic is higher than Facebook, sometimes much higher. The quality of the prospect is better. So if I'm looking at my CAC, YouTube does beat Facebook, but mm-hmm. so many marketers are just, they're CPL obsessed. They're like, oh, you $3 CPLs, 5 CPLs. And I want to, first of all, drown them. Not, I'm being hyperbolic, proverbially speaking. You know what I mean? Throw water in their face. But I have noticed that Facebook from a CPL perspective beats you. Is that your experience too, or am I doing something
1: wrong? So it depends on what you're, what you're looking for. If you're just looking for leads, then, and one of the things we talk about, right, is at the end of the day it all that matters is your core metrics. So what are your core metrics is usually it's going to be revenue, what's your cost to acquire, what's your cost to actually get people to be that paying customer, what's your return on ad spend, what's your ROI? And then also what is your cost for a qualified lead or a qualified application. This is why when I heard you speaking, I was like you get it too because you were talking about phone calling up like leads, seeing which ones qualified, feeding the data back into Google. We do, you know, similar thing, it's more automated, but but basically what you want to do is you want to focus on qualified leads. We mark qualified leads within HubSpot. We have our clients do that, whether it's HubSpot or segmetrics or high risk, whatever they use, make sure that they're sending back that data for qualified leads. And then we want to optimize our campaigns off of qualified leads or qualified phone phone applications, or it, obviously if it's e-comm, that's easy. You're, you're optimizing it based on what's the actual cash that's coming in, revenue. And then also you can do LTV projections. Same thing with, with SaaS as well. You can do the projections based on where it should be. And that's a little easier because it's more, you know, to, to, to compare, right? Okay, what's the actual ROAS? But when it comes to these application funnels or info you know, products, or if you're selling a front-end product and you have a back-end upsell, um, when it comes to all of these these different different things, what we have found is the quality is just far better on YouTube than Facebook. Now, earlier days, we were getting better CPLs on YouTube than Facebook. Now, mm-hmm. the weird thing that's happening with Facebook is Facebook is really embracing quantity over quality. <laughs>
2: like dumpster fire, dude. Like post exactly.
1: iOS is just it's nuts. But the interesting thing is lead cost has been going up a lot on Facebook. And so depending on the industry, we do have people that see uh, dramatically lower lead costs on YouTube than Facebook, but it's not everybody. And especially in kind of some of the info product space, sometimes you will see a higher lead cost on YouTube, but when you actually look at the quality, because one of the things that we talk about is laser targeting the perfect person yeah. layer. And we've talked about our 3D targeting, right? Which is layering that demographics, layering it, with the videos that somebody's watching. So the specific type of content, and then layering that with specific audiences. Now, you and I both know, we're going to get a little more advanced here, because I think also your listeners are more advanced. Those aren't necessarily going to be your forever campaigns that you can infinitely scale, but it's going to give you your absolute best audiences, keywords, you know, specific video topics, Placements kind of run out, and and we probably you you probably know this as well, right? You have to find a ton of placements. You have to constantly refresh. It is a viable strategy, but it requires more maintenance and is harder to scale longer term. But what you want to do is at the beginning when you're launching YouTube, when you're looking to have those bedrock campaigns that are bringing in um, very high quality leads at a low cost, hyper layering it with that 3D targeting strategy and layering in household income which I'm sure you're using a lot, you know, household income, which we found to work really well, especially on YouTube, layering in the demographics with the videos that people are watching, usually based around keywords. We launched our own uh, keyword research tool. It's keywordsearch.com. It kind of like builds that out. But there's other like ones as well.
2: Hey, it's Kasim here. And I have a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your website? Now, I know that sounds crazy, but seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully target your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with U.S. laws and regulations, and every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. That means you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and then safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. I've personally met the CEO, Adam Robinson, and the guy is absolutely brilliant. And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for PT listeners. If you are an e-commerce brand that's doing over a million in annual revenue, and you've gone through their easy 30-minute onboarding process, if you don't 5x your investment within the first six months, they will give you all of your money back. To take advantage of this offer, go to getemails.com forward slash scalable. That's
0: getemails.com forward slash scalable. Hey, PT listeners, when's the last time your business published on its blog? If the answer is that's way too long for me to remember... I want you to listen up because our friends at BKA Content have a news service where they'll deliver fresh blogs to your inbox and all you have to do is just post them on your site. Now, these articles are all originally written just for your business. They're not generic articles that are just copy and pasted or thrown into some AI software or written by a VA. No, these are professional writers who are going to sit down and write articles just for your business. We've used them in the past, and they're absolutely fabulous. Now, if you want an extra reason to go try them yourself, BKA is giving PT listeners half off their first month. Just go to bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual to get started. That's bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual.
1: And then combining that with audiences and the specific, you know, intent audiences, which I'm sure you know very, very, very well, but then also, you know, different affinities, URL affinities, combining it, combined audiences sometimes will work pretty well. And obviously some of the in-market audiences, if you can find one that's really suited to you, it'll work quite well. So layering the three of those together, pinpointing that person, scaling that campaign as much as possible, and then when you're looking to scale further, you can launch more of these campaigns where you're creating that Venn diagram and, or you can also start dissecting it and saying, okay, what piece of this is working really well? Maybe there's a custom intent audience or there's specific keyword set that's performing really well. And you can look to run that on its own and scale that uh, much further.
2: So you, t- you taught me a bunch of things. The first one is, is I don't use uh, household income. Because Ooh. when we tried to use it for for the, the Google ecosystem outside of YouTube, it felt it felt flawed. And I carried that prejudice over into YouTube. So I've never touched it. So that's a really good pro tip for me to know. And it it speaks to it speaks to the fact that I think we as marketers need to be really careful about the lessons that we learn. Because the lesson that le- you learned yesterday isn't necessarily applicable today. So thank you for that. And I can also tell you the thing that we're doing with YouTube is. And I know you've seen this paradigm. We go very broad, optimize towards conversions, and then just let the algorithm sort of do its thing, which is scalable, but early stage campaigns fail often. Mm -hmm. And my criticism of your approach has been up until this point, well, yeah, of course, it's going to work, but it's not going to scale. But what you're saying is, dude, I know it's not going to scale. It helps me figure out what works so I can scale. So you've got kind of this figure eight thing going on, which I think is absolutely freaking brilliant. So I've been having an argument with you that you didn't even know about, and you just won. (laughs) And I I just wanted you to know. So here's my my follow-up question. And this is probably all your fault. I'm seeing a massive move towards YouTube. I'm seeing a bunch of Facebook advertisers dying on the vine. They're like, we don't know where to go. And they're trying other things, Snapchat, TikTok. But a lot of them are moving towards YouTube. Is the golden age of YouTube dead? Like, we're going to get to commoditized traffic. It's heavily saturated. People are used to it. you got to convince me that the answer is No. Uh, like, why aren't we going to find YouTube as commoditized and, and heavily saturated as Facebook was pre iOS?
1: Yeah, this is a really, really great question. I love the hard questions too. So, the golden age of YouTube is right now, it's not coming, but before in the past, I was saying it's coming, it's coming. Right now is that age the people that solidify themselves right now are going to see the best returns and the best growth because we're still we're in the internet marketing kind of world. We're still at the early stage of kind of the mass adoption, right? That's going to be coming. So there are people that are literally just now, well, maybe not just now, but like a year or two ago, were discovering Facebook right as that was, you know, seeing its 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 decline. So we're still in that peak area. But what I will say is it will, it will over time become more expensive as it gets more saturated. And that's why now is the best time to actually come in and stake your claim on YouTube. Because if you get all of the testing done now and you actually get your audiences uh, set up, you get your keywords set up, you get your conversion set up now, You're going to align yourself up for a lot more long-term success, right? Look at the people that are succeeding on Facebook right now are people that have defined campaigns, that have pixels that are really defined and dialed in. And now they can kind of float above some of those rising ad costs because I talk with people. Now, obviously, Facebook is having a lot of problems with tracking, and that actually is killing some of those people that rested on that previously. So the last year has been a little little crazy. There's been way more carnage over the last year because of that element of Facebook. So even the people that rested on that now can't do that anymore. So I will say that. But what I would say is I would put up, even with the same number of competition, YouTube way higher than Facebook because it has all three elements. It has the intent, it has the people, right? So the targeting around the affinity, the interest, and also, of course, the demographics that you layer in. And you have those three elements combined with a video. If a picture speaks a thousand words, a video is a million. And if you get the video dialed in, Did you just make that up. Yep, that's what's going to work.
2: Yeah, that's the best quote in the world. If a picture speaks a thousand words, a video is a million. I love it. And and the point that you made about intent can't be overstated. Facebook is interrupter marketing. People who think that YouTube and Facebook are analogous—that's it, wrong. It's flawed model. YouTube is intent-based. They're there to learn something. Facebook, you're stalking X, you know, whatever, or trying to argue about politics. Like you don't want to necessarily see information. YouTube, you're there to see information. So I think that's a huge, huge point. I know you've got a tight schedule, so I'm going to rapid fire you some questions, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Favorite traffic channels aside from YouTube?
1: Oh, aside from aside from YouTube, I do really like Google search, and I could probably learn learn a thing or two from you as well on that front. And then also for our e-commerce products, Google Shopping just, I mean, as I'm sure it does does really well. I have like a e- e-commerce product that that's spinning up in the background because I've got the main focus, but I always love tinkering with a few few different things. And so it's really interesting because a lot of people think about Facebook for e-commerce, but Honestly, you have everything you need on Google. YouTube, YouTube ads for e-commerce, if you get a really, really good ad dialed in, especially with some of the shopping features you can incorporate in, uh, especially an intent-based higher margin item works incredibly well on YouTube. In addition to that. So I just love the whole Google ecosystem. I think that they're the best. I think that there still is some skin on the bone on Facebook, but there's just like a lot less That and I think that LinkedIn, I'd really like the CPMs to come down or the algorithm to get better. We keep testing on LinkedIn on, on video. I'm very optimistic about TikTok, but it's because of the traffic that's there, the CPMs, but it's still so early stage. And similar to Facebook, it's not intent-based. So I just love Google because it's intent-based. That's the main platform that I've you know poured a lot into. I know you can say the same thing. But there is still other areas, but there's still skin on the bone in other areas, but they've really been picked dry. So you have to be really good to maximize that. I believe that Google's the best platform to go all in on to start. And then you can, of course, branch off from there. Omnipresent retargeting, you want to be everywhere. But I still say YouTube ads, YouTube ads beats the other platforms every time. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, YouTube ads. And then I do like uh, the other other elements within Google. There was also a period where discovery, the, the Google discovery ads were really, really really doing well. Yeah. Um, right now, I think I'm seeing more increased competition there. But when they first launched, those were also really, really outperforming a lot of stuff too.
2: Yeah. Well, and I'm interested to see how performance max influences the ecosystem in large because it's stealing yeah. clicks from so many channels. What are
1: the biggest mistakes that you see? Like save, save my listeners some money. What are the things that they're going to go do wrong? Yes. Yeah, so, well, one of them is, especially on YouTube, the household income. I mean, time and time again, we see that as a mistake that ends up happening is, you know, if you're selling higher ticket, the household income does play a role. Is it perfect? Not, no, not necessarily. It's never going to be perfect. But you, I, the, 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 what I have seen from our YouTube ads is Google has a really good idea, especially who's top 50% and who's bottom 50% with all of their data they have. They have so much data. So maybe they miscalculate people uh, from time to time. But in general, if you're targeting the top 50 and you're removing them, and then we usually will do like top 30, you're going to reach people that have higher income brand uh, bands, even if, uh, now it might be a little bit different on e-commerce, right? There's something like that. If you're running you know, more products, maybe there's less of a need to do that. But if you're running higher ticket, definitely do that higher bracket. The other thing is with VAC campaigns. So when you're running the YouTube, YouTube ads, you have the new responsive format relatively, you know, within the last uh, half year or whatever. So with that format, one of the big mistakes that people make is they run a YouTube ad with just a random title, version one, hook three or whatever. Um, that doesn't work anymore because now people can actually see the video. So what you need to do with a, in this new era of responsive YouTube ads is in addition to optimizing for in-stream, you need to optimize for the responsive format. So you need to make sure that you have a uh, title that you have actually pro tip is if you reference in the title, you know, link below in little parentheses that actually, that actually helps. You need to have the top link in the description be where you want people to not just some blurb about it. You need to say like, click here and then the link. And then also turn off comments for the, oh no, not turn off, hold comments for approval because then you can approve it if it is a good comment or whatever. Hold comments for approval and pin your own comment at the top with that link again. That will boost conversions by a minor percentage, but every per- little percent, count or not that a whole percent, but like every little fraction of percent counts when you're running at scale. And that's probably the big thing I would say. The biggest mistake I see now is more with the with the responsive campaigns not optimizing the video. And I'm sure you've seen this too, when you're on YouTube and you see a responsive ad and you click on it and then the video, and then, and then the video, and then the video has like, you know, hook seven or like, you know, version, version 83, no call to action. It just looks unprofessional. So you need to make sure that you're optimizing for that as well. Where can people follow you? Yeah, so you can follow me. Uh, so you can go find me on YouTube. So you can look up my channel, Alric Heck. I'm posting videos every week. You can of course also add me on Facebook, Alric Heck, uh, Instagram at Alric Heck, and then also you can go to Ad Outreach, A D O U T R E A C H dot com, and that's where I have all of the different uh, trainings, webinars uh, listed there as well.
2: I'll get links to all that in the show notes. Alric's got some of the best training, literally in the world, world authority in YouTube. Also, I, I just call you a global authority in digital marketing. Super appreciate you jumping on, man. This has been awesome. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Cosmo. Appreciate yeah. it. You're the man. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic.